0: Welcome to the Koi Pond and Water Garden Podcast. A podcast for the aquatically obsessed with your host, Mike Gannon, the pond hunter. In pursuit of all things aquatic, bringing you Koi Pond and Water Garden advice straight from the field. The show starts now. Sure does. The show starts now, right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gannon. This is episode 70 of the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast, and we're going to talk about leaky ponds and water features and how much they suck, because leak issues just plain suck. It's a very common problem among pond keepers, water feature owners, and leaking doesn't just drain your pond, but your resources too. Leaks can be a really big problem, expensive, time-consuming, frustrating problems. Sometimes with some serious consequences when we're talking about a stocked pond. Sometimes people need to rebuild their pond or water feature and start from scratch. New liners, new equipment. It is sometimes an awful mess. I don't even want to do this podcast. As a matter of fact, let's leave it here. Just know leak issues suck. Thanks and goodbye, everybody. Keep it pondy. Keep it leaky. Keep it leaky, everybody. It's true. You know, leak issues really can be a pain. They can be frustrating, distracting, time-consuming, expensive, even heartbreaking especially if you don't even know where to begin looking for a leak. And most pond keepers, water feature owners, don't. The possibilities of where, how, when a leak may be occurring are pretty expansive. Maybe there's more than one source of a leak. Maybe there are numerous leak issues. And when you think you've dried up the issue, you found that it has only slowed down. And the leak show goes on. It can be a real drag really i mean who knows how to look for a leak and i mean it like i'm saying it who knows how to look for a leak if you're not a professional who does it all the time you know which pond keeper who who has their one and only pond in their backyard or wherever knows how to look for a leak you know it's kind of like your water level is dropping daily you're adding water just to keep it full every three days You know something's wrong, but everything looks normal. How do you start the process of finding the source of water loss? How do you find a leak? This is a big topic. Leaks can be complex. I'm glad you're tuned in. I have... No intention of answering the question, how do you find a leak? Actually, I will. And there will be tons of tips that the professionals use when assessing a leak situation. I want the listener to understand how complex an issue it is for the pros as well. And there's no direct answer on finding a leak because no two puns are alike. Sounds cliche. I know. But it's true. And I'm basing that on a lot of field experience. I'm basing that on a lot of time, a lot of time spent in the field diagnosing and curing leaks for clients. I've seen so many situations from easily diagnosed leaks to full-on mystery leaks. You just can't figure out where the heck the leak is coming from. Rare, but there, it does happen. And from those experiences I've had, let me share this with you all. I've told you that leak issues can be costly in every sense, time and energy and money, because you should be prepared for that. A luxury koi pond can be expensive to repair. Yes? Yes. But now that I got the worst case scenario into your head, what I want to share is that many, many times the leak issues are actually very simple and can be fixed fast and easy. That's the good news. Those worst case scenarios are less common than the fast fixes. But even a fast fix is not necessarily inexpensive a lot of time. If you're a hobbyist looking for a number on how much does it cost to even get diagnosed, I would say you probably won't find pond professionals who will come to look, look, not fix, for less than a couple hundred bucks. We're not talking about a $90 service call here to stop a pond from leaking, but calling a pond pro will be a wise decision because your time is money too. So don't spend your weekends and evenings looking for leaks, at least not until you're done listening to this podcast and better prepared to tackle a leak issue on your own. Good. I want to offer up a laundry list of some leak possibilities, the more common ones meaning there's lots of other possibilities that aren't worth getting into the weeds on. But even from a rundown of common issues, the pond keeper can begin to see how complex leak issues can be, even for the professionals who deal with leak issues routinely. As routine as they may be, I think we, uh, professionals, pond professionals, all approach these services with a lot of trepidation. Leak issues are tricky not just from the point of view of finding a leak, they're a tricky customer service issue. And I, as well as most pond pros, really do want to provide excellent customer service. It's really important to us. Our ability to solve a problem for our clients is really important to us. Most times, pond keepers will always try to solve the issues themselves, which is a pretty normal thing to do. Most of the time as well, the pond keeper has been dealing with a leak for a while before it really occurs to them that there is a leak. Someone may be filling their pond every week for some time before they come to realize that the pond is requiring a lot of water. I can tell you that I get calls from lots of pond keepers who have had a leak for a year, sometimes two or three years before they decide to deal with it. Leaks can cause and create a lot of damage if they're not dealt with and i'm not talking about damage to the pond necessarily i mean landscape damage wet lawns dying plant, plants damp foundations algae issues electric issues rotting wood blah 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 so don't wait if you think you have a leak get it dealt with because it only gets more expensive to fix the longer you wait and leaks don't fix themselves So pond keepers try to fix the issue themselves before calling in a pond service professional. So would I, so would anybody when they can't fix it and hopefully they can, but if they can't, they'll turn to the professional because leaks suck, leaks distract from the enjoyment and we want to enjoy our pond keeping lifestyle, especially in this world of crazy. Give me my pond and my own space, please, any day. Being in the business and being around leaky situations for a long time and seeing so many different scenarios on how leaks occur, I've seen some crazy leak stuff. And indeed, some have required just starting fresh and rebuilding. I've been to ponds that have so many leaks going on, one after the other. It's almost just kind of like, man, just redo this because I'll fix this leak but I'll be back again. And it kind of ends up that my ability to find the leak is directly related to a client's threshold for investment into finding a leak. The leak finding expedition can take time. For example, a leak may be occurring, let's say, under a huge boulder, a one-ton boulder that needs to be lifted out with a machine for the repairs to be done that pond client is looking at many thousands of dollars to fix that leak, right? It's painful. Plus the amount of time it will take to narrow the leak down to such a location. You can't just pour milk into a pond to find that leak. The old milk trick, which by the way, doesn't really work. Um, (laughs) I know, I know that solution is out there, but, I would try to not waste your time with the old milk trick. And once that repair is done, there could be still another leak that exists. That's the tricky thing with leaks. They can generally only be repaired one leak at a time, and you won't know you have multiple leaks until you repair the diagnosed leak. It can get very tricky. Frustrating for clients. Frustrating for the professional. Most of us don't want to spend our time in the field repairing leaks. Take a poll of pond professionals, I'll bet that repairing leaks would rank top among their least favorite type of services to perform. And I'll tell you, many pros don't even offer the service, and I kind of understand that. At times, clients think we should be able to just fix a leak, and it just doesn't work that way. Dealing with leak issues is a way for the professional to really get soaked, literally and figuratively. Because once a pro touches someone's pond, all the problems suddenly become theirs, even if they did not build the pond, even if it's multiple leaks. It's just kind of how it works. I don't like it, but I can't change it. You touch it, you own it. Seems to be how it goes. If everything in life worked that way, I'd be touching all sorts of stuff. Know what I mean? I actually have a bad review on Google due to a leak service I did a few years back. You guys should all go check it out. Google my company, Full Service Aquatics out of Summit, New Jersey. Koi ponds, water gardens, waterfalls, and world-class water features of every type. Design, install, service. FullServiceAquatics.com That's FullServiceAquatics.com Sorry for that unsolicited solicitation. Google my company and you'll see a review from a guy who I did a leak assessment for. I found a big leak on this guy's pond i showed it to him i fixed it standard company procedure but as it ended up he had several more leaks that i did not find during that visit it was such a big leak that i found it just seemed so obvious that that would have been it then he wanted me to come back again for free no additional charge to fix all the rest of the leaks Suddenly, his crappy DIY pond with tons of leaks became my problem. He referred to his pond as my work. I did not build his pond. I'd never seen his pond before that service call, and the guy left me a really bad review on Google. This freaking review, (laughs) several years old, always shows up front and center on Google searches, so it shouldn't take you long to find it if you do go to check it out. And I have so many other clients who are happy with their work, but they're not featured pretty unfair how that works, but I digress. Let's get back to how much leaks suck. My company offers a specific service. It's called leak assessment service. It's not necessarily a repair service. It's meant to assess what's happening and will often result in a repair during that visit. This service is designed for clients that are experiencing leak issues with their pond or water feature. I have a process a system that I use to determine where a leak may be occurring. The service is meant to be quick and convenient for clients, and since most leaks are on the easier side to fix when you know how to find them, the leak assessment service is one hour on site, typically. That oftentimes can take even less than an hour to complete. On the other hand, occasionally, it will require more than an hour or a few visits. Say it's a huge pond, for example. What I'm doing during the assessment is looking for visible and obvious leak issues that will not require me to move around rocks, dig things up, or repair cracked pipes, replace plumbing, or other components of the pond. The leak assessment service mostly does not even require a tool. The system I use allows me to, by process of elimination, to narrow down where the leak may be occurring. As a nice tip, I'll let you know that most of the leak issues I deal with, that professionals deal with, are in the waterfall of a pond. I usually check the waterfall last when I'm doing the assessment um, because it's the most obvious place. I just leave that for last. I'd rather look where else it could be first in case there's multiple issues. As an an example um, of a common problem is an area of liner that has settled and allows water to flow out of the pond or out of the path it's intended to follow in the waterfall or stream. That's a leak issue. Sometimes there is thick algae growth or leaf jams. You know, those are leak issues. Another tip, it's really important and many pond keepers don't know this, but you have to know what your normal and intended day-to-day water level is in your pond when it is completely full and have it marked clearly. If you haven't done this with your pond already, do this in case you do have a future leak. You want to know what your actual water level is and not um, just be guessing at it or hoping for the best. Don't do that. The more accurate information you have, the more quickly your problem gets resolved. And listen, don't use rocks as your visual indicators of water level. Rocks give false readings of water level because they actually wick water up higher than the water level in the pond, making it appear like the water level has dropped. Don't use rocks. Use your skimmer, ideally, or some other clearly marked indicator, but you have to know your normal water level when your pond is full. And here's how things go. So, Before I make an on-site assessment, my clients need to turn off their pond for a period of three days with no major rainfall during those days. If they have livestock, koi, goldfish, they need to oxygenate their pond, of course, during this three-day period. For three days, the pond will sit with no equipment apart from the air pump running. There'll be no water running through the waterfall or water feature. There will be no water running through any plumbing pipes, or equipment. Essentially, we're isolating the pond as the possible source of the leak because nothing else has any water in it or running through it to lose, only the pond. If the water level in the pond over the course of those three days drops, then we know that the body of the pond is a source of leaking. Maybe not the only source, but at least we have identified a source. If the water drops, We let the water continue to drop until it stops dropping. When the water has stopped dropping, the pond has likely reached the point where the leak is located, and the work continues from there. Most often when the pond is leaking, it will be the skimmer faceplate connection or a hole in the liner. Pretty simple options when it comes down to it. Once that leak issue is actually identified, my company does the repairs, and we start the pond system back up. Our client is back in business. If the water level does not drop over those three days, which is usually the case, that's when I will schedule the on-site leak assessment. And you can do what I do, perhaps solve your problem and not have to call in a pond pro. I have kind of a checklist I follow, and everything has to be done in a particular order. It's literally a system. If you skip a step, you will immediately lose the ability to diagnose the issue completely. Most professionals who are willing to work on leak issues have a process and system that they use to assess leaks and it works, but but will the client see it through? A A lot of clients think it's a fast process. They think we should just fix it. Leak issues can sometimes require weeks of attention and monitoring. The one hour fix is best case scenario. Us POM Pros look like heroes when it's just an hour service call. So my company has a fee for the service, of course, and if we can find and fix the issue on the first visit, you pay the fee and boom, you're done. Leak fixed, back to enjoyment. If it's an issue that requires further work, moving rocks, digging things up, making extensive repairs or replacements, I'll create a quote for the client and the original assessment fee gets applied to that future work. An easy um, scenario. More expensive, but again, problem solved. So, here are some of the possibilities that pond professionals encounter when assessing and diagnosing leak issues. In case you're taking the leak on yourself, it's good to know. In case you're hiring a professional, it's even better to know you don't have to deal with this. (laughs) So, if there's a skimmer, once I'm on site, if there's a skimmer, I typically start at the skimmer and make my way all the way around the pond and back to the skimmer or some other easily identifi- identifiable starting point. I'm looking for low spots of the liner mostly, areas where water's flowing out of the pond, most of the time due to settlement and compression of the liner. I'm inspecting all the edges of the pond to make sure the liner is in place at the right heights Same for the waterfall area. I'm I'm inspecting all edges of the waterfall, again, to make sure liner is in place. I'm looking at how the water is flowing through the waterfall. Are rocks out of place? Is algae buildup, leaf jams, branches? I'm looking for clogged areas filled with leaves, algae, or whatever debris. I'm looking for physical damage to the liner or evidence of animals living in or around the pond. I, uh, I once had a guy call me who could not keep his pond full. He was filling it daily. It just emptied right out. I did the assessment. The guy had, and I'm not kidding, a 10-inch across hole chewed through his liner by muskrats. He definitely had a leak. (laughs) Sometimes animal damage is very obvious. Chipmunks love to chew liner too. Their damage isn't so obvious. You kind of have to get used to looking for those things anyway. So I'm looking for damaged liner out of place liner. I also check out the landscape. I'm looking for wet spots in the surrounding landscape areas where plants are maybe growing faster than others or where the grass is more lush or a bit greener than other areas or even where plants are dying due to too much water areas of erosion. Those are all leak indicators. I'm checking plants and trees in the vicinity to see if they are having an impact. Are there roots coming into the lined area of the water feature? Are there mulch deposits in the feature itself? Is there landscape encroachment? Which is common in older ponds. When the surrounding landscape starts literally growing into the pond or water feature, as opposed to probably when it was first built, having a clear delineation between water feature and landscape. There can be critter damage. There can be issues with trees, bamboo, and other established plants, of course, and critter damage, such as muskrats we mentioned before, chipmunks, crayfish, ants, deer, bear. Pets can do damage, dogs can be too playful sometimes. I'm also looking for damaged equipment or leaky connections, loose connections. During the assessment, I inspect all equipment, all plumbing, all connections that I have access to. Again, some things are buried underground or covered to a degree they can't be seen. Some things are under rocks or even encased in concrete. There's the equipment, the skimmer. I'm checking the faceplate connection. I'm looking for cracking in the skimmer, the body of the skimmer or the biofalls. Same thing, the main connection, bulkhead fittings, overflow. Maybe it has become unlevel and water is just flowing out of the biofalls. The ultraviolet, those things are just notorious for cracking and breaking easily. Maybe there's an interior leak in the ultraviolet clarification system. A pump, external pumps could have loose plugs, loose caps, all sorts of things, loose fittings, valves, gaskets, failed connections, cracked pipes from the winter freeze, buried pipes. You have to look for water. You have to listen sometimes. Pipe punctures from yard staples are pretty common. Something as simple as a spitter out of the pond or falling over, not spitting back into the pond. That can be an issue too. There can be false leaks and mystery leaks. I had an issue, a situation one time where a dog, uh, my client's dog, would sit in the waterfall on hot summer days. When that dog would sit in the waterfall, it caused a backup and an overflow and the pond would leak. So we kept getting these crazy intermittent, um, weird behaving leak patterns and it ended up, it was a dog that was causing it, but only on hot days. <laughs> then there's, you know, leaks that come and go, you get false readings, high evaporation. And that's why it's so important to know your water level. Leaks do tend to behave in a certain way. If a leak is, let's just say for argument's sake, uh, a leak is, you know, losing a hundred gallons per day, the leak will, likely remain the same at 100 gallons per day or increase in the loss rate, depending on the issue. If a pond is losing 100 gallons per day on Monday, there's good reason to believe it will lose the same on consecutive days. There could be times where the leak rate will vary up and down, though. Leaks are tricky. But generally speaking, leaks will be consistent in the rate of loss, with the possibility of increased rate of loss being more likely than a decreased rate of loss. A big leak is easier to diagnose than a small leak. When it comes to leaks, there's lots of variables, lots of possibilities, the potential for a quick service call paired for some costly issues. I hope this podcast will help the pond keeper resolve a draining situation quickly or give them the confidence to call a pond professional to resolve the problem much more expediently. And the pond keeper can get back to enjoying the pond keeping lifestyle as it should be so to recap know your day-to-day normal water level don't use rocks to check your water level turn your pond off for three days to check if your pond is leaking before you make any phone calls to professionals when looking for leaks check around the edges of your pond look for wet spots check your equipment check your plumbing check your connections look for wet spots in the landscape look for animal damage And pay particular attention to the waterfall where I would say 90% of all leaks happen to occur. And if frustration sets in, call your local pond professional. Hey everybody, thanks so much for spending time with me. This is the Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Gannon. I appreciate being here with you to talk about all things aquatic. I'm a Koi Pond Water Garden and Water Feature Professional for 25 years now. My company is Full Service Aquatics. We're based out of Summit, New Jersey, but we take on projects just about anywhere. If you have a project you're considering, if you need some advice, or maybe you just want to say, hey, don't be shy, give me a call, 908-277-6000. I'd love to hear from you guys. Easy number, 908-277-6000. Talk about whatever you want, just keep it in the pursuit of all things aquatic. And as always, get to know your local pond professional, everybody. I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a water feature, a koi pond, water garden of some type in your life. Getting to lo- know your local pond pro can really make your life a lot easier and your hobby and experience much more enjoyable. So reach out to them. If you need to find somebody, if you need some help, I can help you. Um, network throughout the country, and I'd be glad to hook you up with a pond professional, as I've done for a few of the, our listeners. You can find more of the Koi Pond Water Garden podcast on YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel, The Pond Hunter, um, on Facebook. Also, The Pond Hunter, Twitter, The Pond Hunter. And you can find the blog, uh, podcast on iTunes and my blog on my website, fullserviceaquatics.com or loveyourpond.com. Easy name to remember. Thanks a lot, everybody. And again, share your pond keeping passion with those around you. We need more pond keepers in this world, as strange as that may seem. Probably doesn't seem too strange in 2020. So take good care, everybody. And uh, we will see you next time on the uh, Koi Pond Water Garden Podcast. You have been listening to the Pond Hunter Radio Broadcast on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Mike Gannon, the Pond Hunter. In the pursuit of all things aquatic, broadcasting Wednesday nights on Blog Talk Radio. The Pond Hunter, keeping it pondy for the aquatically obsessed. Like yourself, the aquatically obsessed. Thanks for listening, everybody. And be good to each other. Be safe, be healthy, and be at peace in 2020. Peace, everybody.